Hey yo, it's the two Jew crew, Robin Youssef. Run your mouth, express yourself. Voicing our concerns and relieving your stress. And yeah, we do this shit for free, but you can pay in respect. Run your mouth, bitch, yo, we out of our minds. Rick, run your mouth. All right. What's up, everybody? We're, we're, we're going straight into it. That's it. Oh, my God. We're not even checking levels. This is... This is we're just jumping right in. I love it. Listen, they just heard the intro. We've been away for three weeks. These people are yeah, fucking we, they, pumped. They just need to get... It. I'm fucking pumped. Am I going to waste their time on checking levels? Which, of well, course they, not. They don't hear that stuff. We, we should we should release a whole... If you have all just the... Just an hour yeah. of... Okay, listen. <laughs> of two I, minutes of checking <laughs> levels. I feel bad that we had to take the last couple weeks off. So to make it up for you people, <laughs> if in the future bonus. there's ever an off week, I promise you I will put out all of the... <laughs> The best a collection, of. the best of checking levels. <laughs> oh my god! I would listen to that all. Run all your night mouth long. Run your mouth. Year one checking levels. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. I'm sorry that we were gone. It's not like I was doing anything better. But here's what happened. I was. Well, no, I was. Okay, let's. Yeah. I made a commitment to our fans. I said. From here on out, for the rest of the summer, we're going to be on the summer porch tour. And when no I make response. a commitment, when I make a commitment, well, that's true. There was no response. They that's did not why I've been away for three me. weeks. <laughs> they did not rally behind me. <laughs> when I put that out there, I did not get flooded with emails with invitations that I'd hoped for. That is 100% true. But I'm, I'm putting this out there. No porch, no podcast. That's the new policy here. No porch, no podcast. I would Say, call this a porch. Well, I'm about to explain yeah. where we are, but lay, lay it on them. Say it, Yosef. No porch, I, no podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, this I, is the prof- I dug. I, I drew the line. This is I, the professional protester speaking here right now. I'm drew a here. line in this fucking <laughs> sand, uh, porch sand. I said, I will not cross this line unless the over the line is a porch that's the point we are taking a legit stand we got our picket <laughs> signs ready to go we're out in manhattan letting the people know no porch are we really no in podcast. Manhattan? no but this is what's incredible so we couldn't this find is the second it. time you've called the story of manhattan <laughs> I, th- I think, I think uh, <laughs> listen there's there's a complex or yeah, something no, i think uh i've turned i've turned the wheels in my salesmanship where like i'm just comfortable with being full of shit all the time now Oh, you know, okay. it's like before you understood, like before there was that mental break and it was almost exhausting where you had to realize like, oh, as I'm what's talking truth, right what's now, a lie? I'm being full of shit. Oh my God. The morality of I'm being full of shit. Now I just, you're know, owning just, it. Just be full of shit. So like when you're making sales calls from your story apartment, I'm coming to you from my fucking <laughs> office in downtown Manhattan and you're going to tell me you're not going to buy some ad space. Come on! That's uh, you could literally fill in for me at work. <laughs> I, like, have you been it's listening like jo- in on my phone calls and working on your impression? It's like Joe from Early Arrested Development, like the, the guy in the seventy-eight hundred dollars pants, the four thousand dollars suit, like. Yes, I am. By the way, no joke. I am. That's what you're putting on. To, I am on the phone. I am professionally over the phone. Exactly the oh, this guy is trying too hard and is too much. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly me as a salesman, and frankly, I can't explain to you why, but it works. <laughs> well, well, God, it works. Bless, God bless the universe. All right. Well, we're sitting out in a beautiful park, not in Manhattan. In a story, if you want to be a real dick about it, but we're overlooking nice Manhattan. We're overlooking Manhattan, and like I see, what is that? The Empire State Building over there. Over the, yeah, that's that, right? But what's incredible? No, that's something else. The Chrysler. I mean, building. we got. We're, we're we're waterfront right now. Yeah, beautiful view. 
calm weather, you would think this would be homeless paradise. Not a single one. Which makes me think the cops must be beating the shit out of homeless people here. <laughs> Either that or... they or, haven't found well, it. it mm, I, no, the, if, if it exists, they would find it. I think they probably do, like, sweeps every hour here. You mean it must do sweeps? Yeah. Because it's completely... Oh, my God, this is perfect. I feel like we're going to get kicked out of here. I, I feel that way, too, because there's no one else here, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're not quite... We, we're not quite... At a porch, but we're outdoors. We're this enjoying the outdoors. Enough. We're enjoying summer, um, and uh, I, you know, this is exciting. Like we're no, back to business. There's no noise. Like we, we can see. We're what a thousand feet away from Manhattan. What is that? Roosevelt. Roosevelt Island. Roosevelt Island or uh, Randall's? Randall's no, Island. Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Okay. I think it's Roosevelt. Yeah. So we're a thousand feet from Roosevelt Island, and it's just a calm, peaceful bench life here. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> what you're going to be so excited about is I have so much food talk planned oh, for today. Oh my God, you know how to make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to give you a nice welcoming back to the podcast. So after Pass me that yeah. seltzer also. Oh, okay. That will yeah, really, yeah. really, because my mouth is just, it's just drying up now. I need a, from your talk that we're going to talk about food. Whew. Well, okay. perfect. I'm going to open, I'm going to have myself another beer. Um, so By first, the way, thank yes. you for this. The, this is, of the seltzers, this is the one. Did I give you the orange or the wild berry? Wild cherry. Wild cherry. But this is this is my go-to. Vintage? Uh, vintage. Just that. It has the, nostalgia to well, it. Yeah, obviously. The amount it's of like, Sabbath spent with the vintage seltzer on the table. And it feels table. like this is, oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. That just got all <laughs> over his dick. As he's talking about how it's his favorite seltzer, he tried opening it up, continue podcasting between his legs, and now it looks like he peed himself. Well, that's, Which the, is way, great, that's the, the way it should be. Now when the cops <laughs> bust out this party, you're going to be the drunk who peed himself, and I'm going to be the guy, hey, I don't even know this person. <laughs> you're going to sell me down the actual <laughs> river that we're in front of. Um, no, but this seltzer... It, the main thing is that it's the full liter. It's the liter oh, we're not fucking versus, around. Versus the 20 yeah, I'm not giving you a 20 ounce. You're a big mm. boy. You deserve your own big ass seltzer. All right. First thing I wanted to talk about is I recently, oh, for the first time in my life, tried a wheatgrass shot. Have you ever had a wheatgrass shot? Never. I could I could safely and and honestly and confidently say I've never had a wheatgrass shot. So I think is that different than a lemongrass shot? I don't know what a lemongrass shot okay. is, but now I'm curious to go experiment well, with that. We'll talk next week. Okay, fine. I'm gonna have to tell me go, about this wheatgrass. I'm gonna shot. go on a cry. Delicious. I'm all for it, and I think they need to. Put well, I think you're all for any shot. You you beat me okay. to my joke. Oh, fuck. That's exactly oh, what I was fuck. gonna get. No, I respect okay. that you. Yeah. I, I, like I'm in this healthy. <laughs> I, I went to like this healthy smoothie bar. Some guys taking a shot. I'm like, all right, if we're, we're doing, doing shots, <laughs> let's do shots. They need more just healthy shots. Like they almost need late night bars, just like fucking vitamins. I'm sure, they like, have them. What the the healthy shot Actually, bar? They, they probably stay open during the day. Right. Like now, there's, if you're in the like health zone, you're not out until. Midnight. Right, there aren't, like, there aren't there aren't people yeah. like me that are out at two in the exactly. morning because they're yeah. healthy. That's being a freak. Yeah, I, exactly. okay, I agree with you on that. Now, I read. I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of self help books. Do you ever find yourself reading self help books, nope. listening to motivational speakers? You don't need any of that. You're above it. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but I don't read them. 
I am a sucker for self like self help books are what ke- like I, I'm like uh, like uh, in my head there's like a circle wheel of inspirational thoughts that keep me going through the day. Like I feel like is there a tell me I could be way off. Yeah, but is there a little bit of it that like you kind of want to prove them wrong also? No. Oh no, I, it's more. Uh, th- th- it's a little bit tough to answer. We're getting a little personal no, here late at night. That's that's no, what I, this I, is all about. No, I actually find it very helpful to me because, uh, like, I'm good with if I can, if someone writes something out well and I can really understand it, it's easier for me to put into practice. Now, on top of that, if I read that day like something that really makes sense to me from like a psychological standpoint, I can kind of connect with that idea and like be pretty positive thinking for an entire day. So I actually find it very helpful, almost like, not that I do on a daily basis. It's not just a pick-me-up. It's like there's certain things that I think are, I I wish I could peg a better specific. I just hadn't thought of it beforehand. But, like, I think there are certain things that other people would do naturally that I need to read in a book of, hey, this is a better way to do it. And then I need, like, the proof of why it's a better way to do it. And then because I read it and I intellectualize it, I'll actually implement it. And I get how, like, fucking weird that sounds, even the way, even phrasing it that way. I understand that, but for me, it's helpful. <laughs> Next level shit. Yeah, like, I actually need to read in a textbook, here's how you're supposed to be a human being before I'll go do it. That's basically what I'm describing. And as long as we're on... Well, at least you're yeah. reading about those kind of things, or else you'd be really <laughs> down the fucking river. No, I'm, by the way, I'm more the opposite where I understand, like, hey, I got some shit about me, but it's like, I won't go see a shrink. I'm like, fuck it, give me the textbook, I'll figure this shit out myself. It's more that. Which is very unlike kind of like your practice or or just your general outlook on on other on life and schooling and and learning right. in other ways like i feel like you're very anti textbook when it comes to i guess like not like no, so you're actually this, is, this yeah. is more like street smarts learning right where you're like oh just give me all the facts in a way of sh- how to be street smart versus like the actual book smart and topic things like that. Like you're like no, very anti-establishment of. See, you got me pegged a little bit wrong in that in school, I did well in some classes because you didn't have to show up to class and you could read the textbook. Uh-huh. And I find oh. most people when they have an editor who actually says, "Hey." you're making no sense, put this into writing and we'll edit it for you, then it's like, hey, this is information's worth worthwhile versus sitting in class, it's like it. just some asshole is rambling. Okay. And then you can also, uh, I guess, uh, all right, th- this got this got boring real quick. What was I talking <laughs> about with the self-help book? Here's the, by the way, here's the most serial killer thing I like to do. I, th- I do this on Saturdays. Every Saturday, this is my Saturday routine. I like okay. to put on some Zig Ziglar. I clean up my apartment and I stretch with a foam roller while listening to Zig Ziglar. Okay. He's my dude. He's my he's my dude when it comes to self help. This is like a motivational. Zig Ziglar, yeah, he's like old school. He's like uh, he's a he's like a real salesman. Is that dude. like how to like, kind of, close out a week and like restart it? You mean is that your like, whole thing? No, no, for you personally, where you're kind of like cleaning up a little bit and like then like a little bit. Okay, getting your like head ready for like okay, like this is kind of the. I need a little reset. Zig. I need a little zig on Saturdays. Yeah, okay. you, you just you absorb some of the ideas. He's got some good ideas in there. So, anyways, I'm reading. Uh, you sure, Jordan... this guy's not a uh, porn star. Zig Ziglar. It yeah. does kind of sound like a porn star name. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, I'm reading Jordan I... Peterson's new oh, book. Damn, I thought you were going to say Jordan Belfort. But we're no, good. but by the way, not, love that guy. Not the real one. Yeah. What have you watched from the real one? What do you mean watched? 
He's got like oh, content he, up on oh, YouTube. Right. He does a lot of. No, I'm just saying like his books were phenomenal. Oh, I've never read his. What are is his, his books about? Well, it's like what inspired the movie, yeah. Oh, he actually just wrote about his experience. Yeah. While he was in jail, he wrote a couple books. Oh, interesting. I watched one of his sales lectures, and I actually, I like his approach to selling a lot. Uh-huh. He had, I'll tell you the two things he said that really connected with me. One of them is that um, rapport is not about being the guy's friend. It's about convincing him that you're a person who is trustworthy when it comes to business decisions. So like you almost want to you want you want to capture someone into your energy of like I'm a person who is business minded I know how to make decisions let me win for you versus like hanging out with the guy and trying to pretend like your friend asking him about his kids that kind of bullshit it's right. like no one cares about that they don't want a friend <coughs> they uh-huh. want someone who knows what they're doing in business and that's what rapport really is I thought that was a good idea he also has what he calls the straight line sales process which is and I, I well I. I I noticed that the last company I worked for did this. I do this now where you've had the same sales call a hundred times. So you know, okay, we're going to start with this conversation. We're going to move it to this conversation. We're going to hit these talking points and then I'm going to close them with the sale. But you just know, I just got to pull them along this line. I just got to go from point A to point B to point C. Point, and they've yeah. never had this phone call, so they don't it's know what you're doing. It's all fresh and new to them. It's all fresh and new to them, but you just know but if you keep I'm that pulling them along this line. I'm just pulling them straight along the line. And like, even if I lose them at point A, I just know, all right, let's just move into point B. I thought that was, um, so he actually had, I mean, he didn't put it to good use, but that guy had some good information when it comes to sales. He put it to good use. Well, I guess he made he's, himself money. Yeah, and he's, I don't think he's... Yeah, he's still making a lot of money. God bless you, Jordan. Belfort, yeah. wherever Love you are. Uh, okay. So anyways, I'm reading Jordan Peterson's book. Big right. fan of Jordan Peterson. Other Jordan. You fan, big fan of Jordan Peterson? Never heard of the guy. You never heard of the guy? Oh, you gotta go you gotta go check out some Jordan Peterson. By the way, you know what's a thrill for me in reading this book is he's super into the Bible. Okay. And he brought he actually draws a lot of we'll use it some Jew terms here. He's got good drushes from like from from uh, Genesis, uh-huh. from Abraham. It's interesting to me to uh, I, like because I, I remember from, uh... no, I remember the thrill of like reading like the the, the 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 Jewish literature when people had things that were really insightful. There's something that that, that uh, a good chop, a good chop. There's something nostalgic, <laughs> not yeah. even nostalgic. There's something there's something of a it's thrill. Still in you. There's something of a thrill of when someone has like a, a good insight that they uh-huh. gleaned out of the Bible stories. There's something to that. More than when you read psychology or some book. I don't know. There's, there's We're going to need to add a glossary that. to this podcast. Uh, Chop and nah. Russia. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie does not give it not, not one of these people invited us to their porch, so you know what? At this point, I do this podcast for me. I don't even consider it. You know, I'm, I might not even put this one up. I'm just going to listen to it back myself. These people can go fuck themselves. Until some of these people step up and invite us to their porches, you're all dead It's a fucking ultimatum, guys. Do you fucking understand what I'm trying to put down here. <laughs> All right. So anyways, one of his big like principles was don't compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Ooh. And I hear that a lot in self-help books. Don't compare yourself to other people. I love Jordan Peterson. I'm loving this book. I want to say fuck this principle. And are you ready, Rye? Let's hear. Well, you want to take a stab at it? Why I think it's worthwhile to compare yourself to other people? Hmm. That... Hmm... No, I don't. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> it's not like I gave you the topics beforehand or anything. By the way, that, okay. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. No, I think, like, let's imagine for a second that you decided, hey, I want to be an Olympic athlete. 
Right. Right? So if you just compare yourself to yourself the day before, you might go, hey, I'm improving. Versus if you don't actually compete with the other people and compare with what their talents are, then you never realize, oh, I actually stink at this. I should probably allocate my time towards something else. Uh-huh. And so there's a lot to be said for going, hey, this is like um, what people are achieving who are trying to do this. I should probably do something else or I'm underachieving and not working hard enough. Well, I think I think the Olympics, that's a very well, that's extreme. An extreme example. But You're using an extreme example to prove a very, a much micro, a much smaller kind of talking point. He's saying it from a standpoint of like, you know, like as long as you're improving, in, yeah, don't get you're down improving, on yourself. If you're improving every single day for 365 days a, in a year, the difference from January 1st to January 1st is going to be fucking huge. So what I'm saying is I actually think there's tremendous value in comparing yourself to other people because while you're improving, you might find motivation in improving more when you realize how much you lag behind someone else. So, for example, that, that's a cr- let's say you're a heroin addict. Oh, okay, <coughs> and you go well. I, all right, maybe this isn't a good example. Now I, and I you're it's using actually a bad example, <laughs> but okay. To bring it home. In this case, the reason I decided to try this wee crash shot is I'm oh, in. Wow. I'm, I'm bringing it full circle. I know. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think it wasn't full circle. I think it was like we went around half a circle and then flung it right back. To, to well, the this beginning. all makes sense in my brain. So yeah. f- just flow with me here. All right. I'm in this place, and I'm ordering... I forgot what I was getting. Uh, there was probably some smoothie, pretending like I was being healthy or something like that. And some uh, like Mexican construction worker comes in, and he orders himself a wheatgrass shot. And I'm like, I'm not going to let this fucker out-health me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, with all this shit that I, like, like, that I, I potentially have squandered in my life, this guy is going to out-health me? Fuck that. I'll take nine of those fucking wheatgrass <laughs> shots. Are you kidding me? You don't even know if a wheatgrass shot is healthy. You just, I'm in just your assume, head, you're I'm like, if who this- the fuck does this motherfucker <laughs> think? I'm just like, if this is. guy's got money for wheatgrass shots, I got money for wheatgrass shots. Let's do this shit. Uh-huh. So, in that regard, I, I okay, I, I think we made the point. You but only anyways. ordered it because it was like, uh, you were comparing yourself to someone else. Exactly. Uh-huh. And it was a step in a healthy direction because of the comparison to another person. Now, so tell me about yes. the sweep grass shot. You know what? Like, they, they actually, they give you, uh, this is a part of the thing, but they give you, uh, like an orange slice because okay. they, they figure it tastes so terrible. You need the orange slice to... As a chaser. It actually, maybe I'm just so used to taking shots that, like, once it's in shot form, I don't taste it. It wasn't that gross. And apparently, okay. they claim, I don't know if this is true, but I fucking, I, I never eat salad, I never eat lettuce, and they claim that a single wheatgrass shot has, like, the equivalent of eating, like, a pound of lettuce or something. <laughs> so it's like, if you're trying to be, if you want, like, a health hack for not eating healthy... For just, like... Do a couple wheatgrass shots uh-huh. and you got your bases covered. Now... I was inspired from this wheatgrass shot. It's like like an ex- espresso shot versus uh, having two a coffee. Cups of coffee. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, oh god, they're definitely towing my car, right? That'll be the perfect end to this uh, evening. Having your car towed. If you get your car towed, can we get donut pump? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, feeling inspired from this wheatgrass shot. I decided, hey, why don't I try making like a kale shake at home? Drinking the shit actually isn't that disgusting. It's no, pretty efficient. It's actually really good. Maybe I'll enjoy it. Okay, then you're you're getting what I'm getting at, dude. So I made myself a kale shake, right? And this is what I did. Can I tell you my recipe? What's your recipe you when you me do it? Your recipe, and then I'll I'll tell you okay. how I do it. I um handful of I, I to be honest, I don't know that I was using 
I don't know what extent my lettuce mix was kale. I had like a spinach arugula like mixed pre-wash blend. Oh, so not not 100% kale. It wasn't 100% kale. So okay, I took, that's I, fine. I took like a handful or two, threw it in there. <coughs> then I did a handful of carrots. I sliced up an apple and I put a green, like a tart green apple in there. I put a banana in there. Kind of a filled banana. It, filled it up with water. Water. Okay. Water. Filled it up with water. Put some ice cubes in. Blended it. Drank it. It had so it was more like a kale juice. It was like a kale juice. It was delicious. It had this earthy thing to it. Uh-huh. I felt like oh no, I also put in a like a just pure whey protein platter, powder, like nothing, just pure whey protein powder. I was sh- I thought this was going to be the grossest thing I ever drank. Like I thought I was just going to, but it had like an earthy thing. You felt healthy. The only downside is it turned me into an instant douche. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, you every can't single think that way. every single person I ran into that day, I was like, "Hey, kale shots! Have you ever done this? I'm like a kale shot guy now." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like cookies, and keep, you, cookies you, keep you humble, but it just took one kale shake to be like, "Hey, are you guys like not doing this? What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "I'm totally I'm like, into the kale game. I'm like killing life, you know." <laughs> and you and, and also. And you didn't even use the 100% kale. No, it wasn't even what you would define as a kale shake. I was basically having a lettuce smoothie. (laughs) That's the salesmanship now of not even thinking twice of like, hey, I can't really call this a kale shake. Well, I use kale, it's more like a topper. So like, it'll be like a, a smoothie of like strawberries, bananas, yogurt, orange juice, some other fruit that's maybe going bad, um, and then like mixing some kale. Right. So it like, it, it you know like it definitely has plenty of kale, but it's not, it's not like a Mostly pure kale. Ca- yeah. Right. Now here was shocking to me is that or spinach. Well, you, first the, like for- baby spinach is like that leafy type. Yeah, you can I put know, it in like, also like in that kind of that's like uh, it um oh. That sounded juicy. It was not juicy. <laughs> um, yeah, this, I, hey, I shut my pants. We gotta get out of it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't definitely believe that from the way that sounded coming out. <clears throat> but uh, I have headphones on, so in my head, I was like, that didn't even make a noise. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was squirty. Oh, really? Disgusting. No, it's all that good. was the homeless guy who's also in the park. Everybody. Oh, yeah. No, you can't even lie about that. Like we hear like birds chirping, like. There's not a single other person in this entire park. Okay. I have another food topic for yes. you. Yes. This, this might be a long podcast. I hope you don't have to get home that early. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't even started the news. Consider this a double podcast, everybody. No, we're not doing any news. We're just doing food. No, no. I have too many news topics to no, not do news. We'll, we'll do food. It's, this is the food t- podcast. No, no. Let's we're we're, we're going to do food and then news. Okay. You could do news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... Years ago, and by years ago, I think it was about a year ago, <laughs> our friend was living out in Wyoming. He was running a restaurant, and he sent out to, to a group fed. This was like five years ago. Years ago. <laughs> <laughs> friend of ours living out in Wyoming, running a food truck, and he's like, I want a novelty food item for my food truck. People put in proposals. The proposal I put in was you get a dense challah French toast bread. Within the challah French toast bread... You're kind of going with like a cinnamon swirl type thing. Okay. And then a melted peanut butter, like a peanut butter cinnamon thing on French toast bread, jelly with a hamburger in between French toast peanut butter jelly hamburger. 
Okay. That came to me like I was a prophet. It was like this vision of, I think this could click in some weird way and be delicious. Have you ever eaten anything remotely close to that? No. <clears throat> okay. Not even a little bit. But in my brain, I saw it like a vision. This right. would make sense. Now, as a better chef than me, what would you be your evaluation of that? Because I think at the time, you thought, hey, I could kind of see why that would work. Um, no, that that would work as long as the the... I guess French toast had some... You'd have to have quality yeah. French toast to it. You'd have to have, like, a thickness to be able to support everything else going on in there. But, yeah, not that... I don't think I would even... If I saw that on a menu, I probably wouldn't even order it, even though it's, like, totally... But if you went to a totally place and you game. heard, hey, this is their specialty, you'd be like, okay, I got to try that. Or not even. It really just know. doesn't really like, interest but you. But, like, it's it's fine. I would... It's, so it it's came unique. It's unique. It came to me. Now, pants are I, I, wet. Oh, from spilling on yourself. Um, <laughs> you you wet yourself. I shat myself. We're having the real homeless park experience here, buddy. <laughs> so we're trying to fit in. You have this place in uh, Manhattan where I live. No story. <laughs> you got this place in a story. It's called Queen's Comfort. Line around the block for brunch on Sunday. I've never been in there. But not only is there a line around the block, there's this dude who's, like, yelling at people like a drill sergeant, like, you got to stay in line. Who is this number? Who is this? Which, you know how good the food must be oh, if yeah. there's a guy outside being that much of a fucking prick yeah, about fucking bread. Yeah. If there's a bouncer at a brunch spot. Right. Your it's, food it's, must be the yeah. best thing on the planet. I was walking past there one day, like, random. This is what's nice about making your own hours and sometimes just not working. Walking by at, like, 11 a.m. on, like, a Tuesday. So there's no one there. Uh -huh. And I'm like... Let's check out their menu. Maybe I'll go in there. I don't end up going in there, but I see on their menu, one of their specialty items is a peanut butter and jelly hamburger. Oh. So I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, that wasn't the worst idea. <laughs> Maybe there's something to that, right? Uh -huh. So then later in that week, I decided at home, I was going to cook myself my own peanut butter and jelly hamburger. On French toast or just I was I was going to try this. Okay. Now I'm going to be honest. It wasn't bad, but it didn't click. But I think why it didn't click was just I didn't... Firstly, I put it on rye bread. Now, I like peanut butter and jelly on rye bread. Oh, uh, we're going here again. No, I know. It just didn't click. I don't think I made the, the best... Bur like, it wasn't bad, but it, it like it just didn't... I, needed, I could see the potential to it. You needed an egg bun. I don't at the it, very least. No, I think a potato bun. Yeah, same same type deal. I think that's if not something like I was using a whole wheat rye bread and all mm. natural peanut butter. I think that's something you got to go all out on Almighty, healthy. Yeah. You got to go. You got to like go. Of, you, that, you gotta, that's so, such a no brainer that like I I don't know why you even attempted with. N next time you're uh, we're, we'll do this. The next time you're at Casa Feldstein. Really. Oh, for sure. Can you also make me those cookies that you said were the greatest thing in the world? And my wife never... would have to make those. I, that right, took, so, like, precision. Can we actually plan ahead on this one? You oh, got a porch. Yeah. So it can be part of the summer porch tour. Yes. All right. Love it. Okay. I got one more sandwich topic for you. Okay. And then we're grinding the news. Hold on. Wait. Like, yes. Uh, <laughs> just the fact that, like, you botched it so bad, can I, like, I, f I have a feeling that, like, you even made the, did you make, like, the burger, like, savory and, like... With like, no, like seasoning, no, or it was no, just a plain burger. Plain burger, okay, cooked in a pan. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, like I was picturing what that I like, like total like steak that, seasoning on yeah, it or something. And like, no. like cayenne pepper. Like, no, you need like a very basic, um, like but, plain ground beef. I'm telling you, there's, burger there's, to, to 
to match it with those other things. There's something to it because it like it it slightly overwhelms the brain that when you hit like the right like it, you know what it, it's almost like when you have avocado on top of a hamburger that the smoothness of the avocado or like a mayo the creaminess mm. balances out the fat kind of thing. So this does the opposite where it adds additional texture to like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. So it kind of heightens what the peanut butter and jelly would be. Well, you need you need like that that like super creaminess. That's why the natural peanut butter was a bad move to kind of like get into the crevices of the burger. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. I did have another sandwich topic, but I really want to grind the oh, news. Oh, no, no, no. Other sandwich topic. Let's go. Okay. This is the all-food podcast. No, I, I have too much news on no, the agenda. No, the, the news is food. No, no. You came all the way out here. I spent a week reading newspapers and preparing some you comments. <laughs> we're we're going to grind a little news. Okay. We'll be quick a on little, A little news. Well, a little news. But it's okay. going to be like a lot because there's a backlog here. But as long as we're talking sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're talking. You let, in the same breath, you like told me something and then just, told, and just it was all bullshit. No, no, no. I, I, we're just going to talk sandwiches. But, but a little news, yeah. which will be a lot of news. But anyways, uh, to talk to these sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> All right. New York City, full of bodegas. We've already discussed my love of bodegas. I shop at bodegas. I eat at bodegas. Bodega. I'm living the bodega life, everybody. Oh, yeah. But I've discovered that hidden amongst your just plain sight bodegas are bodegas that are like next level gourmet restaurant sandwiches at the same price of the fucking sandwiches at your typical bodega. Okay. Which makes me know, we've joked about this, but more than ever, someone needs the Bodega Review site. Because I found some sandwiches that have, listen to the spirits I have right now. I'm in good spirits because of the cheap Bodega sandwiches I have found that are, like, I found this place in Astoria. Manhattan, right? Yeah. Yes, Manhattan, where I live, (laughs) because you all know how wealthy and successful I am with uh, (laughs) sales and podcasting. Bodega. It's underneath train tracks, right? Oh. I go into this place, and they're whipping together these giant subs. I These are like, these sandwiches are so big, if you try to, you cannot eat a full sandwich. I probably could, but I'm continue. telling you, if you try to, you cannot eat. These sandwiches are priced so well that I almost feel like every time I don't go there and have a sandwich, I'm losing money. <laughs> wow. If I was taking a vacation tomorrow, a road trip, and I had to plan ahead my meals of how are we all going to eat, I'm going to this bodega and picking up sandwiches for this trip. Okay. So here I am, and I'm like, oh my God, look at this fine. Nobody knows about this place. And then it's like, there was a write-up on the New York Times, like the world's greatest sandwich shop. Oh, that was that's that place? It's, oh, like, you, it's like a deli? Yes. But uh, like you yeah. would never find it. You would never know it. It's and like, they're only open like, they're only open to like five or six, like... Uh, I read about this. It's in the story, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's called, like, the, like, I was telling my roommate about it. I'm going on, and I was like, are you talking about, like, the king of sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one, that. Which on the one hand, you're like, oh, I'm an asshole. By the way, if you Google it, there's a picture in there, which is the greatest thing ever. I wish I had it's it in like front of me. It's like that old guy that... Well, they have these guys waiting on their sandwiches. We're like, hey, where the fuck's my sandwich, eh? <laughs> like, it's the most New York face ever. Like, hey, you put the bologna on there? What the fuck my sandwich? But I, I just but felt that like, place isn't yeah. a, a bodega. Like they're only doing sandwiches, aren't they? If you walk past it, it just looks like your typical corner uh, store deli. Okay. Same right by the uh, Gas Digital Studios. There's like uh, what looks like not, it looks like a dirty bodega, and they're whipping together sandwiches that are like n- next level. Like we've used we've used this metric before. If you had to enter a contest, 
with an item, how confident would you be in this item? If I was showing up to the World Sandwich competitions right. with a sandwich from either of these two delis, I would feel I would have real confidence in the sandwich. Impressive. No, but like this is world. It's like city renowned. This place. Well, apparently both of them are. But like the information, <laughs> I've had to live in Manhattan for six years. I haven't lived here for six years, but I've had to be doing comedy in Manhattan for six years before just happening across these places. Oh, maybe it's so much going on. Maybe it's better that the information doesn't get out there, so like oh, the locals sure. don't get priced out of these things. Uh-huh. Like I read in an article, and look at this transition to the news about how Asians are <laughs> buying up like property. It's like if the world got word got out there about the, they bid up these sandwich prices. You know, your working folk like me couldn't even afford them anymore. Right. All right, so you ready to grind the news, buddy? Yeah, let's go. Okay. First and foremost, I've said it before. This is why we're talking about sandwiches now. I'm a little bit sick of the news because here's my impression of the news since Trump. It's like every day you open up the paper, it's like he's meeting with North Korea. Actually, he's not meeting. You know what? He Uh might meet again. It's like I'm indecisive enough. I don't need that for my newspaper. Oh, like that this is... This is just not. There's no clarity. It's in other words, like it's like um, you go to the. It's like if you turn on the weatherman and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not sure. Check in later." You know what I mean? Like the news shouldn't be like every day. Hey, we have no update. Come back soon. <laughs> it's like Can you just tell us if we need to know something. Right. Or I came here a- for the news. The news shouldn't be like. It shouldn't be some old Jewish guy. I don't know. Maybe he's going to go. Maybe he won't. Just find something else to talk about. (laughs) Exactly. Fine. I I appreciate that you got that. Okay. Next topic. Oh, wow. We're actually going to keep that. What? We're actually going to keep that. Oh, that's staying in there. (laughs) Of all the uh, things that I've ever said on the podcast, that's the most important, which is the newspaper's got to get their shit together because this is pissing me off that it's just like this big circle of Comey, not Comey, this, that, like, fucking, just give me the information or report on other shit. All right, this one blew my mind. Years ago, I remember when the U.S. first went to war in Afghanistan, you Uh saw these soldiers. They're out in these poppy fields. They're not destroying it, which is crazy. Poppy, that's opium. That's fucking Gotta get rid of that shit. And they're just leaving it. It's like we're at war in this country, and they're just leaving it, right? So anyways, I'm reading this article, and this is what really caught my eye, is that now they're starting to get rid of this stuff. And then, of course, in the Wall Street Journal, here was the line, the Taliban deny any connection to the drug trade. And first and foremost, I was like, is there really some representative from the Taliban <laughs> that the Wall Street Journal got a hold of? And they're like, listen, we would never sell drugs, okay? We're running a legitimate terrorist organization over here. What do you think? Like, how do you like get a hold their, of the, the Taliban <laughs> HR department? They're, they're like, drugs? What are you talking about? It was their monthly press conference. Exactly. <laughs> like, what have I missed in the news over the over the last 12 years? Like, is there a Huckabee Sanders for the Taliban that I don't know about? Doing some press conference out of a cave. <laughs> that's a really funny perspective. The the, the terrorist. <laughs> and then here, so here's the other thing that's crazy is so, I'm gonna read a paragraph from the Wall Street Journal because that's the only place I get my news from. Since the strategic bombing campaign began in November, U.S. aircraft have conducted 113 strikes aimed at cutting off revenue the Taliban allegedly received from opium poppies and roadside taxes. A major shift in war strategy intended to drive the insurgents to the negotiating table. So it's like, this is what makes no sense. I remember years ago when I saw it, they said, hey, we can't get rid of these um, these opium fields because it's going to ruin, it's going to crash their economy and the farmers rely on it. Now, I don't take this perspective, but if you take the perspective that heroin kills people, it's the most dangerous thing, we absolutely need to police against it. 
So then if you're in the field where the shit has grown, that would be the equivalent of like their industry was, hey, we have these rape dens. And if we shut down the rape dens, like, you know, all what the I mean? rape would stop. All the rape would stop, but all th- these people would have no way to make money. The only way they make money is by selling these women that they have in these pens that are being raped all day. Uh-huh. It's like if morally you're taking the stance of, hey, this is so horrible, it can't exist in the world. So if you're where it is being first manufactured and then you know it's going to end up in the U.S. and then you know that you're going to have to have this whole police industry where you're going to find it. And so like what changed, the bud. what changed between then and now that you're out in these fields and you're like, hey, I got this idea. You know those things that we've been ignoring? That's where they're getting all the money from. Like to me, this is the, it's like if you were sitting down and you're having a family meal, right? And all of a sudden your neighbor, you just hear they're having like a fucking orgy over there. Uh-huh. I mean a full, you're trying to have family dinner. Your wife's trying to talk over the orgy. It's a full scale. Like, hey, put that on my ass. Come on. It's a bunch of dudes. That's why they all sound like this. Right. We're, we're talking big, Naturally. big old gay orgy just screaming raunchy shit, comes going everywhere. Your wife's just trying to talk over it because it's so horrible. She doesn't want the kids to know about this. And then finally, you get up from the table, you go upstairs, you turn off the TV, your gay porn was just on the TV. And she's like, wait, you can you could have turned that off the whole time? Oh, like I knew that that was going on? That's what the U.S. just did in Afghanistan. Okay. All right, maybe it wasn't the best example. Fair enough. Okay. Um... Now, along the lines of my HR joke, which worked better than the uh, porn joke, but these things happen, I think here's the proof that the Taliban was actually American-run. Are you ready? So first we have this very HR moment of like, hey, we would never sell drugs. But I remember from years ago when they found, uh, when they killed uh, Osama bin Laden, they were going through these Uh papers. And amongst his papers, there was actually a terrorist application form which included information like name, age, educational level, criminal, criminal history. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like you get sick of American life. You want to go to the most extreme thing and you're like, I'm going to go be a terrorist. And they're like, well, you're going to need a resume. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a LinkedIn profile that we can check out? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I think you're a little underqualified for this position. <laughs> I'm going to go further with this. You ready? What else they asked for? The application included specific um, curies like, do you wish to execute a suicide operation? <laughs> it's like, no, I was hoping that, like, uh, can we just, like, break phone calls, like, something a little lighter? <laughs> what else you got? What else you got? <laughs> There's something, like, that's not as deathy, you know? <laughs> okay. And then here's the last one. And who should we contact in case you become a martyr? Now, <laughs> the hilarious thing about that is in case. That's, like... <laughs> Air lawyers wrote that, like in the unfortunate event. <laughs> what is American corporate more like in the inf- <laughs> in case you become a martyr? Like it's some passive activity. Like you didn't strap on the vest yourself and fucking pull the ripcord. Like like they need that before. Like you would think that like if you actually go through with it, like you would let them know before that. Like no, we need that in writing prior to you doing right. anything. We need we need. <laughs> <laughs> we need the agreement form, that clause that says we're not responsible for your own death with it. Like, what corporate lawyer wrote this fucking bullshit? Like, if you're a terrorist, I would think you would live so far outside of the world of applications. <laughs> oh, uh, by good. the way, uh, to a little bit, I, I got to admit, I borrowed from, not 
go look up Richard mm-hmm. Jenny's got the greatest joke about um, w- like the beginning of an airplane ride when they're like um, in the unfortunate event. Anyways, okay, I, I gotta throw that out there. Um, all right, here was also from the article. Ironically, these farms were watered by the Kajak- Kajaki Dam and the expansive irrigation system downstream from it. Projects built with U.S. agricultural aid money in the 1960s. I, 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 for those of you listening to this who listen to part of the problem, we've spoken about this to before, but how much of what's going on in the world is the U.S. just trying to correct something that it did, basically us, like, being at war with ourselves? Like, I remember there was a headline earlier this year that in Syria, militias armed by the Pentagon were fighting those by armed by the CIA. This is the same bullshit. It's like, we go around the world, we think, like, hey, we're going to, and then it's like we have to keep fighting ourselves and correcting it. It's all just... <laughs> U.S. manufactured nonsense. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, next news story. Central... You know what? I'm going to save this one for next week. All right. I'm going to save this one for next week. I got... Um, Another bushes. So I have a couple really quick takes of some news stories that I came across over the last two weeks that really highlight the evils of government and government incompetence. I feel like we've been away for three full weeks. Maybe people started to like be like, hey, this government thing's not that bad. And so I'm coming back three weeks later with some really juicy news stories to highlight just how bad it is. Got to. You excited for this, Mr. Feldstein? Uh, I've never been more excited. Okay. First is, and I'm not going to even get into this topic even a little bit because we're doing quick takes here. We're uh-huh. at the end of a long sandwich episode, which made oh me hungry God. for some sandwiches. Sandwich. Yeah, where are we going to go after this? I'm going home. We should get some pizza. Yeah, sandwich. Pizza. Okay, so first and foremost, all this thing about Trump filing Mueller in a constitutional crisis, I'm just saying, you heard it here first, that's all ass baloney. That's what I'm labeling it. Constitutional crisis, ass baloney. That's just like, that salesmanship at its best where they just go to the extreme. It's a constitutional crisis. Anytime people use terms that bold, they're just talking out of their, it's fucking Uh ass baloney. Uh Okay, next thing I want to highlight. Visits, this is out of a Wall Street Journal article, visits to several immigration courts turned up similar scenarios. Cases are called, and when an immigrant needs to find a lawyer or produce the right paperwork or hear back from the immigration agency on a pending application, the case is rescheduled. You lost me at ass baloney. All right, I'm going to reread it. Visits to several immigration courts turned up similar. All I can think about similar... is some brown mustard <laughs> on some nice ass baloney. Wait, are you envisioning it like in like... That's disgusting in a dude's asshole. Like some really hot chick has some baloney in her asshole. I'm actually like bypassing the whole ass. Like I'm just thinking about baloney. Baloney? It's like that's some ass baloney. Like I don't know. Like dead ass baloney. Oh, you mean like bad baloney? Or like good? Oh, you mean like that? That baloney's the the that's the shit. I don't know. All right, I'm with you. What kind of mustard were you thinking? I was saying brown. Spicy nice, brown? Spicy brown, yeah. I like a spicy brown mustard. I Especially hate, on an ass bologna. Yeah, I hate honey mustard. Ooh, love honey mustard. I hate honey mustard. Doesn't do it for me. Do you like Dijon? I don't love it, but like I'm okay with it. It doesn't excite I hope, me. I hope you... Oh. A spicy brown mustard's my well, jam. Well, that's, that's the solid mustard. I it's hope you don't like yellow. the best of the yellow. mustards. Not like it depends on what. Like I'm okay with the yellow. Like I prefer yellow. I'm to okay, a but like it's, it, I think it's lowest on my. Well, a spicy brown mustard is like. No, that's the like gold the, medal one. It's like the yellow mustard is the minor leagues to yeah, yeah. that being the pro version. Exactly. But you're like, uh, um, uh, a honey mustard just ruins it for me. I fucking get the fuck out of here. I don't agree with that. Get the fuck out of here with your fucking honey mustard. What was the other mustard we mentioned? Oh, Dijon. Dijon? 
What do you fancy. put a, What do you put a Dijon? Well, firstly, the, the only Dijon is Grey Poupon. Grey Poupon. There are others, but yeah. But that's the that's, that's the really the standard. only. Now, what do you put that on? You could put it on anything. You know, I've never done this, but as I envision sandwiches in my head, I could see Grey Poupon going really well with like horseradish or horseradish sauce. Maybe on like a corned beef. I would say on a roast beef. Yeah, roast beef. Um, like thinly but, sliced. Yeah, um, but. It's also a really good base for like dressings or sauces. I never the Dijon. Okay, I don't really sauce things up all that much. You don't sauce things up so much. But I don't like I don't like horseshit. I don't whip together my own sauce. Oh, you like you'll put sauce on, but like it has to be like a hot uh, already hot sauce or like yeah, it's not or like, like, like an already ma- yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not like I hear you. I'm not making salads and yeah. being like hey, this like, is oh, be this is a good dressing like. Yeah. Wow, yeah. we went balls deep on sandwich talk tonight. All right, I want to reread this. Visits to several immigration courts turned up similar scenarios. I hope you just start envisioning sandwiches again oh, as I read this. There's nothing I'm not... <laughs> the only thing I'm thinking about is sandwiches right now. Cases are called, and when an immigrant needs time to find a lawyer or produce the right paperwork or hear back from the immigration agency on a pending application, the case is rescheduled. Ooh. Which is nice. you got to be a real idiot to be deported. <laughs> <laughs> you just be like, oh, my, my lawyer, or my paperwork. Like, okay, we All right. One more. Oh, no, no, no. Two more stories to highlight how horrific government is. Okay. And then I had a whole other thing, but we'll save it for next week. Yeah, we should do and that. And then I don't even need to read the newspaper all of next week. I already got two things ready to go. There Perfect. Go. Okay. Um, next news story. Worst, to me, the worst of government is when they fudge data. And I've, I've read a couple articles about Obama fudging data. Right. And, like... The number one thing in life is if you want to solve a problem, you got to know what the problem is. You got to be able to label, hey, here's the issue. Here's where we stand and then address it. But to make up information to fit an agenda, that is the ultimate in corruption. So I read this Wall Street. Yeah. You're on board. So I read this Wall Street Journal op-ed. I want to read just this one paragraph. But Barack Obama's Environmental Protection Agency jammed through an average of 565 new rules each year of his presidency imposing the highest uh, regulatory cost of any agency. Now, I'm not going to lie. That sounds like typical Wall Street Journal, like conservative, hardcore coroners. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It pulled off this regulatory spree in part by gaming cost-benefit analysis to downplay the consequence of its major environmental rules. That 100% sounds like an Obama play. Like a hundred percent, based on some of the other things I've like that he did. Like one of the big ones was like lying about um, the like uh, how poorly no lying about the rate at which the defaults were for for-profit colleges versus non-profit colleges. There was a lot of like fudging data with him. I think mm-hmm. they fudged a lot of data, data on like the cost of what the um, uh, the American Health Care Act was going to be. But this one's pretty big. So in other words, with the EPA, they just fudged what the um, all the the cost-benefit analysis to say, hey, this actually isn't going to cost us that much money. Last article. Okay. Ready for one more? Of course. Okay, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. This is from Think Progress. FEMA spent $75 million to dock a half-empty cruise ship off Puerto Rico for four months. That was after the hurricane. Okay. And only people in government jobs see a fucking tornado and go, oh, man, I get to take a cruise. (laughs) Fuck yeah. 
we're going on vacation, everybody. It's the most ridiculous thing. And they, like, they apparently spend more money on housing government employees on these cruise ships I'm than sure they do on it. fucking repairs. It's yeah. the most ridiculous thing ever. Okay, everybody, tune back in next week. I got some big topics that we didn't even. We got so balls deep into sandwich talk. And you'll be able to. You'll be able to see us live if you offer us a. Yeah. Firstly, like, no we po- will go. No, we will go anywhere in a ratio of. Two miles of Astoria, Astoria or White Plains. I think you meant radius. What did I say? Ratio? ratio. Oh, my God. I said a it's ratio. It's fine. I've said a lot of dumb yeah. shit tonight, so it's okay. <laughs> well, it's that's just, what it's all about. It's no, a safe we place will go, for dumb shit. We, yeah. We will go anywhere in a two to five mile radius of our homes. Okay. And by the way. Like, the- and like we are so amenable in that way. <laughs> And there's definitely going to be a podcast at least next week because I'm already prepared for it. We skipped some topics here. I got a big there's no, topic. There's no guarantee, though. No, no. Next week's happening for sure. I got a big topic on Federal okay. Reserve. Uh, oh, my God. I'm not coming. D- 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 come on. <laughs> okay, you know okay, what, okay. You know you gotta, Sell me on something else, though. If you're not excited about this, they're not going to be excited. And then I got a whole topic <laughs> about I actually think life is about just going out and fucking taking shit. And I don't mean theft. No, you're very anti-theft. I just mean, but we're going to get into that next week. So tune back in next week. Welcome back. No porch, no podcast. Spread that word. No porch, no, no podcast. podcast. That's right. right. <laughs> I need to be on a porch or else I'm not podcasting. I almost would love to run for Ugh. like mayor with that slogan. And people are like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one.